Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Touching Success. My name is Joy, and today's companion is Sterling, my African Grey. He will be contributing from time to time, I am sure. Touching Success is a podcast about special education. I try to approach it from all angles. And today we're going to be discussing technology, high-tech and low-tech. Before I get started too far into the technology aspect as far as special needs goes, I want to contribute up something that I have learned over the years that may help you. When you need to get help with the technology you're using, whether it's the school computer that you're on or it's a piece of equipment that the student is using, you can make the tech support people really happy if you take a few extra steps. One of them is to try to take the time to resolve the difficulty yourself. Keep track of the steps you have taken. Then when you email or call the tech support, you can go through and say you've done the things like reboot the computer or the printer, or you've looked for updates, you can't install the updates because you don't have admin access. But the people who support you in that area will be really thankful because they won't have to start from scratch. You've already done all the basic simple steps so they will not feel like they're wasting their time coming out to help you. It means though that when you do need help they're quicker to get to you and you can even ask them oh how did you resolve that so I can do it next time and if they're not in a hurry most of the tech people I know will help teach you so you can take care of it the next time it comes up unless they need to have specific passwords to get in, and then you're just stuck. But always appreciate them. Always appreciate your support staff. On this episode, I'm mostly going to focus on adaptive technology or assistive technology, or you'll hear both of those referred to as AT. And to get AT, it typically needs to end up in the student's Individual Education Plan, or IEP. I'll go over how that works later. Most people, when they hear assistive technology or adaptive tech, they usually think of things like computers or communication boards, things along those lines. I kind of call those almost like high-tech because there's also low-tech. Example of a low-tech would be, I don't know if you've seen the, the big red buttons or their big yellow buttons, but those can be set up to be a yes or no communication board for children that are at that level. And it's something we need to keep in mind when we go to fill out the IEP and those are the items that we're looking for. Now, high tech would be the computers, the iPads, the other kinds of tablets that exist out there and that students can use to participate in their classrooms. Because what the ultimate goal of technology is, is along with everything else we do with our students, is to have them able to be in a classroom with kids that are typically developing or least restrictive environment, which is also going to be heard as LRE. The main goal for a lot of IEP things is going to be that LRE. So why do I find assistive technology so important. It is a big deal for me when I'm teaching with students. There's a lot of reasons. Communication boards, it allows students who can't communicate very well for whatever the reason to be able to interact with their peers and also to interact with their teacher. 
And that's got to be fantastic for a student who comes in and really has no way of communicating with other people to be handed some kind of communication device. And all of a sudden now people are able to interact with them. I can't even imagine what must go through a student's mind when that happens. There is also technology that can help students complete their schoolwork that they would not have been able to complete before. And there could be lots of reasons behind that. Some child who has severe dyslexia, but on a computer they have spell check and maybe their dyslexia is just at that point where they can recognize a word that's spelled right or get it very, very close. And then they're not being hindered sitting there trying to handwrite out words that are spelled so wrong that the teacher can't even make heads nor tails of it, but on a computer, the kid can. One of my recommendations for kids with special needs, if it's possible, is as soon as they learn their ABCs and can write basic words and maybe a couple of small sentences, is to get them onto a computer and start having them learn how to touch type. I usually start actually around first grade, and by the time they hit third, fourth grade, they're typing pretty well and then can use that technology in their classrooms to complete their work. It also is exposing them to use of a computer, and whether or not you have a disability, it is very important for children to learn how to use computers as soon as possible. It's just with kids who have disabilities, I believe that they should be learning it right off the get-go because it's going to open so many doors for them as they get older. It's going to keep them on top of the technology. And the students are usually very highly motivated to be on the computer and to do work on the computer. But don't just get stuck in the idea of just a computer. There are other devices out there that are helpful for kids. You have your tablets, and a lot of tablets have built-in software for kids with disabilities. You just have to go under accessibility, see what's in there and set it up and then teach them how to use it. And don't forget, a lot of the tablets nowadays are voice controlled through Siri, through Alexa, through Google, all the different devices that are out there. So don't forget about those. And it's something to think about with the tablets is they have a camera that can take pictures of what is up on the board. So if a student has a hard time reading or knowing what their assignments are, or just have a hard time taking notes, they can then use their tablet to take a picture of what is on the board and then take that to their resource teacher, to their parents, or just have it for later as a resource. So that is a huge advantage of having a device that can take pictures. So there are a lot of advantages to tech that is already out there, and it's worth your time to try to hunt that down especially as you may already have that device somewhere on campus and nobody is using it. Accessing the internet has become crucial and required, and so students who have disabilities need to have ways to access the internet along with their peers. I'm not okay with an adult sitting next to an older student having them access the internet for the student I just think I just think it's not quite right for the kid when there should be a way for them to do it on their own. Again, you can look at computers and you can look at tablets for ways of helping a student get on to the internet. Another huge advantage technology has brought into the world is access to books. There's different ways for students to access the books. Some are online, 
Some are books that they would download onto their computer. There is listening to some books. There's just different ways of doing it. And there are free services for students with certain disabilities to access books online, even textbooks. One of the services out there, and you'll have to look up and see how it works because it's changed, is Learning Ally. And they sometimes will even have textbooks up there. You can download them and put them into Braille. There's many different options with it. You can also have books that are read to the student, which for kids who are dealing with dyslexia, that can be such a relief for them. There's also kind of an unusual one called Gutenberg Project. This is where a group of people have gathered a lot of different types of books that mostly have gone out of print. And those can be read by anybody with no disability, with a disability, it doesn't matter. You just have to have some kind of device that you can download the books to. So that's a pretty neat one. There's also Library of Congress has different ways of accessing books. So look into it, explore around, and you can find a lot of different books on tape for students. Another option that I've always found fascinating and has gotten so good, it's incredible, is OCR, Optical Character Recognition, where you can put a book on a scanner or underneath a scanner and the scanner pulls the text in and recognizes it as text. And the good software and the good scanners will actually allow you to manipulate the text. And that, I think, is really neat. And because it can be manipulated, the computer can see it. And because the computer or tablet can see it, it can read it. And so it'll read the books for them. And they have some really impressive OCR scanners now. Definitely research into that. I'm not going to go into what I think is the best because I'm not advertising for anybody. Just look into the options. Many teachers and many schools are now doing a lot of their work for the classroom and for homework online. The way I've seen it done so far has been the student goes to that website, it downloads the worksheets, the kid does the worksheets, and then uploads them back for the teacher to look at. The teacher will come back in with comments about the schoolwork, and it goes back and forth like that. And so you need to make sure that you can work with the teacher in the school district that the equipment your student has will work in that situation. It is successful for many kids, but I've seen it kind of fall apart in other situations. So there's lots of things you have to keep in mind when you are picking out technology for the student and what will best fit their needs. It is the most difficult I have found because you don't necessarily have that equipment to test on the student to see if it will work for them. You kind of have to do a Hail Mary and jump into the pool with both feet and hope that your choice will be what the student needs. And I can't say that it's going to be a success every time because it's not. And there's really not much options you have to be able to make sure. Now, I know some places the county or a local school will willingly come over with their equipment and then experiment with the student to see what works. But I think that that's probably more rare than common. And so you might have to call around, go on listservs on the internet, research on the internet, call the company. Sometimes companies will bring equipment out for you to check out for your students, but not always. It's going to be a lot of footwork on your part to make sure that the kids get what they need. 
Okay, so you found the piece of equipment you think will work best for the student. How do you get your hands on it? That's always the difficult part. Sometimes you can just put a request in, the school approve it, and you've got that piece of equipment set up either for your program or for the student in particular. That's more rare that I have seen. The best way to do is to go at it from the individual education plan or the IEP. Here's the trick to working with IEPs and AT and getting what you need for the student. You cannot name the piece of equipment inside the direct IEP itself. You can't say the brand name, the style, any of that. So you ask, how am I supposed to get my hands on that piece of equipment and have the school district pay for it if I can't name the piece of equipment? They could give me anything. And that's true. But what you want to do is in your IEP goals is you describe the piece of equipment as tight to the actual thing that you want as possible without naming the brand. Do not name the brand. But you can say something like a two-inch tablet that responds to touch, has voice output, things along those lines, and it's going to lead to long IEP goals. But you're setting yourself up for the part you want to happen. Then in the IEP itself, you're going to find a section that has to do with technology. Go in there do the same thing. Describe it down to the T, just as much detail as you can get without naming the brand. All right, so you've done all that. Now you're at the IEP meeting. And remember the notes that I say that are so important? This is truly where you will see why the notes are important. What I will do, if I know it's especially large or it's going to be a long IEP, is at the top of the notes section before the meeting, I will put topics to discuss. And in that, I will put technology. Then when we get around to discussing the technology aspect of the IEP, I will have options of what could fulfill those IEP goals. And sometimes there is only one option that fills that IEP goal. Hence the reason you go into detailed description on the goals and in the text section of the IEP. Then during the meeting, you talk about what will help fulfill those goals and what will help fulfill the technology request inside of the IEP. This is where you start talking about the exact equipment that will work. Come to the table with a couple of them if you can. If not, show a flyer, show something you've printed offline and explain to them why the student will benefit from it and make sure it makes it into the notes section. That is the loophole that I was able to put together as I worked for several school districts and I've worked for several schools directly. So keep in mind that if you want the technology, you cannot name it, but you can describe it. I like to write my IEP goals, and I'll probably say this lots of times if I haven't already, to start off with, when the student is given a detailed description of your tech device goes here, the student will do whatever it is you want the student to do with the tech device, and the rest of the IEP goals as normal, you know, demonstrated by such and such. Keep that in mind. That is how you can get your hands on some tech. So then you may ask, well, where in the world do I go to get technology? I happen to like abilitations. I'm not advertising for them. I am not getting paid back for them. 
nothing like that. I just happen to like the layout of their magazine and the equipment they have is usually fairly useful. I like MaxiAids. There's a lot of different tech in there that you can look into for students or for adults too. Of course, there's always Amazon, but don't just get stuck in the idea of Amazon. Explore around. There are lots of different resources out there for picking up equipment, low tech and high tech for people with disabilities. Whatever you do, do not blow off the idea or the concept of technology for your student, even if it's just low tech like the buttons I was talking about earlier. Technology opens the doors for our kiddos that nothing else will open. The technology with spell check for kids with dyslexia, the computers for all the kids, really, uh, kids who have a hard time moving their bodies around. There's just different choices in, in that particular area. The technology that helps kids with dyslexia also does a lot of good for people who are blind. It's a world out there that we can expose our kids to. And I think we should, I think we have a responsibility to do this for the kids. It also brings them job skills for when they get older. It creates an atmosphere of independence. Who wants to be dependent on somebody else if they can avoid it, especially in school? I have had a student tell me they did not want their aid near them because none of their friends wanted to be around them. And they had the technology after we got it going that allowed them to be independent in that classroom. And I was all over it. You don't want an aid in there? I said, that's great. You use your tech and I'll keep an eye on you. And if things are falling apart, then we'll readdress the issue. But I thought it was fantastic that this kid advocated for himself that he did not want anybody to be in the classroom with him that was an adult. So good for him, and thank you to Tech for allowing that uh, to happen. And when he gets to college, he's set. He's going to be all kinds of ready to be independent and need as little help as possible. So I think really that's all I have to say on that for now. If you have any questions about it, Hopefully the comment sections are working and I can hear what more you guys might want to hear on this particular subject. And if not, then go ahead and still add stuff to the comments of things you would like me to address. So have a wonderful, awesome day and my companion Sterling and I will sign off for now.